Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of WhoPod. My name is Blair Beveridge, and thank you for once again tuning in. On this episode, we have Sean Larkin. Now, you can find Sean on the Team Human Facebook page, and during the course of this interview, he lets us know that he's a very particular set of skills, specifically in the mental health industry. Sean works in the mental health industry and even goes as far as saying on this podcast that if there's any humans that need to talk, that his door is open. So if you honestly feel that you need to speak to someone, please speak with Sean because he's trained for this sort of thing and he's more than willing to help. So without me babbling on and on and on about the podcast you're about to listen to, let's just dive into it, shall we? Hoopod number 21 with our guest, Sean Larkin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of Hoopod. My name is Blair Beveridge, and thank you for once again tuning in. On this week's show, we have ourselves a Sean, a Sean Larkin, I believe. Welcome, Sean. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. So, yeah, thanks for joining. We also are joined by Tyrolyn and Joey, as always, my lovely co-hosts. Oh, look, Joey, we're both lovely. I was just going to say we're both lovely. We're twinsies. Twinsies. <laughs> it took me 20 episodes to figure out how to say that properly, and I think I, it's good now. Can so you good. believe that we're now in the episode numbers where the left-hand number is bigger than the right-hand number? It's pretty sweet. I'm pretty excited. Sweet. Yeah, it'll only, it'll only last for a couple of podcasts, but that's fine. <laughs> Once we had 22, then it's the same. But uh, no, welcome, Sean. So uh, how, how did you find Team Human? How did, how did you wander into this wonderful world of ours? Well, um, let's see. I've, you know, I've, I've uh, I'd heard about it a few times um, just on the Geek and Sundry, you know, on their uh, Facebook page and whatnot. But uh, having, not really being into sort of the Twitch, I really uh, didn't know too much about it. But mm-hmm. uh, I guess I could say... Comic Con 2015, um, I believe it was a Friday. I um, met an actual, you know, a human for the first time, and it was they. We had a conversation. Uh, we discussed our various uh, various fandoms and whatnot, and you know, Team Human came up. And from there, you know, I uh, added her on Facebook and saw that she was part of the Facebook uh, the Facebook group and mm-hmm. joined from there. So she injected you with humanity. Is, is she did indeed. Yes. I'm glad when we and passed now, that out, some people actually used it. So that was good. I'm now infected. <laughs> well, welcome, my friend. Thank uh, you. So uh, where, where do you call home? Where's, uh, where do you lay your hat? I, I live in California, uh, specifically Moreno Valley, which is Riverside area, uh, if you guys are familiar with that. It's about, mm, about an hour away from San Diego. Oh, right by the con. Yes, yes. So jealous. <laughs> I mean, I, I got to go this year, and, and, and that was awesome, but I, I didn't want to leave. You're, the, the, the area is beautiful. It is. Uh, I'm, I know whenever I go out, and I just to I just like to go to the harbor and stare out at all the yachts and whatnot. It's really beautiful. Mm. Awesome. Have you ever been down to Cali, Joey? I went to San Francisco and Oakland back in 2007. Um, it was really cool when I went there. It was only like a year after Charmed had gone off air, and I got to see like a bunch of the the locations that the stock footage, like the opening like titles, would show. So I got to like I have a picture of me standing 
in the far distance where the Golden Gate Bridge is and where the zigzag road is and a bunch of like the cool buildings and whatnot. And so I got I, that's the only part of Cali that I've ever been to. And I've always wanted to go to San Diego. And I didn't get to go this year. You know, like, next year you have to go. I know. I want to go so freaking bad. Uh, just start putting a little bit of money away now, man. That's how I did it. I, no joke. It was like... Just I won't it. be able to eat anything if I do that, though. Okay, well, it could be a couple bucks. It's. Can, I actually just saw from my town, we've got this really great deal. It's only $840 return to get to Los Angeles right now. Shut the front door. Le- if I left right now. So that's, that's like 500 bucks for you guys. So That's insane. Yeah, really tempting. I know. And it's through American Airlines. It sounds like they're sponsoring us, but <laughs> yeah, it would be really cool. Well, I'm thinking those prices are probably because it's the desert and it's probably been over 100 degrees most days. It, I went down to Maryland last weekend or two weekends ago, I guess now, and it was over 180. It was over 100 degrees every day I was in Maryland, and that's like north. <laughs> so I could drive to Maryland in, in eight hours. I can only imagine what California has been like for the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, it's it's been low hundreds, yeah. I am hundred, uh, hundred and ten. I love how that's no big deal. You know, low hundreds, whatever. <laughs> What's that in Celsius? Uh, that's like mid thirties. Oh, that's nothing. Oh yeah, but you're Australian. You have the whole <laughs> ozone layer. <laughs> you crazy. All right, Sean, um, you mentioned, I believe, earlier that you found Felicia before you knew about the Team Human community. How did you find her? Well, you know, um, I've actually first saw her, I think it was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, mm. Then, you know, I kind of lost track of it for a while, but then picked it back up uh, with uh, the guild and watched that. And then mm. as the whole Geek and Sundry community started coming together, uh became more and more involved in you know the YouTube shows, uh, tabletop especially, uh, watching her um, the uh, her vlogs and everything like that, and it just sort of right. expanded from there. Very cool. It's uh, the guild. I think spoke to different people in different ways. Um, you know, it, it's funny because it was introduced to me for a very um, unaltruistic reason. I had a guildmate that posted in her forum. He's like, oh, you want to see a hot girl who plays WoW? Watch <laughs> this video. And I'm like, okay, that sounds like something I would like. And uh, I just, I don't know, I turned it on. I'm like, oh, I just kind of, I like how all the characters interact. And I and I kind of know somebody like a Zabu. And I kind of like know someone like a Tink. And, and it was just the relation that, I, how I knew these, these archetypes, which, you know, she clearly did on purpose. And um, that's what drew me in. And, and then I think as the show just evolved, we as a community evolved with her because, I mean, she's rather an incredibly she's rather incredibly good at, at pulling the wool over her eyes, which I don't think she is and no disrespect to her. But I think she's just very genuine and she's very genuine about who she is and and, and you know, her journey. And, she you know, and, and I think that's what really draws people in is that. Um, you know, she's willing to be vulnerable in front of us. Yeah, and there's a there's a definite realness to her that right. uh, you know, draws people in. Yeah, like you were saying. And I mean that that's what works for me. I mean, when I have, you know, some people in my life I consider friends who won't tell me, you know, the basics of their life, where I'm like, ugh. But then I have this, you know, entertainer who is willing to you write a book about her, you know, biggest fears. It's just I don't know. I I I pay that a lot of respect. Yeah, she's uh, she's a bit she's a bit of an inspiration. 
admittedly though, I was just thinking about this because I had a funny dream last night and I want to share it with you guys. So, long story short, there I was dreaming that there was this new feature in Pokemon Go. I know we talk about this like for like the last ten episodes or so, <laughs> but I was dreaming that there was this new spectator thing where if you join like like a subsidiary group that people follow kind of a thing mm-hmm. inside the game whoever leads that group can like one day like lead like a specter thing like announce like oh there's pokemon near here or like they might like announce like clues and it's live and it comes out through your phone and i'm dreaming that i unknowingly discover where felicia is kind of like hiding doing this on her phone but i i don't picture felicia actually driving like a bronco and like huddling down like with her phone like up to her face like she's getting ready to do like some kind of like meth drug (laughs) deal or something and then in the dream she got like so angry that i discovered her and i woke up and i was so depressed for like 20 minutes and i thought you know what i would never want to see this woman pissed off (laughs) (laughs) i remember when i was talking to her at san diego and and uh you know she was talking about um chris hardwick being really good at podcasting and and you know, and, and you know, not knowing if there's a space for, for podcasts within the Geek and Sundry uh, world, and I'm like, well, you know, Chris is, you know, he he likes his swear words. He likes to go there, and you know, I mean, you you, you genuinely put out a, a very clean product. And then I'm I'm standing beside Gil, who I think does some interning for Geek and Sundry. They kind of look at each other. She goes, well, not really. And I go, okay, well, maybe not. That's not who you are in your day to day life. But when you the product you put out is pretty clean. They look at each other again, well, not really. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so maybe you don't want to anger this woman. <laughs> uh, moving on. You know, uh, speaking of uh, Chris Hardwick, you know, yep. recently got married, so let's uh, congratulate him on that. Oh, he uh, he actually did tie the knot. I, I'm a little behind in my Nerdist podcast. It was a couple days ago, I think, or maybe one or two, yeah. Now, somebody told me that uh, the woman he married is is significant, like she's got a significant family. I, I can't remember what, though. I don't know about that. Uh, like <laughs> anyone fa- else know? Kind of a famous-ish family. I, I don't know. I'm now talking on my ass. <laughs> this is not a very good podcast. Is, that, is this that conspiracy family that owns, like, the World Bank in every single country except for three of them? I don't know. She- is that like the Rothschild? <laughs> She's secretly a lizard person. Um, yeah. We keep coming back to these lizard Reptilians. people. <laughs> Tierlin, you planted a seed, a deep seed I within have. our subconscious. It's working. My master plan is working. <laughs> I don't know what the master plan is, but it's something. Um, so San Diego Comic-Con, you said you went in 2015. Um, you yes. Went, and... you go ahead. No, go ahead. I was about saying you went. You were able to go to the Human Meetup at that time, right? No, actually, uh, I didn't even at, at during the 2015. I didn't even really know about uh, Humans. Uh, oh, right, I, right. You said that. <laughs> I think, in fact, I think I found out the day after the meeting. Uh, oh, that's yeah. Um, but no, and then this year, unfortunately, I was doing some panels and whatnot, and I just couldn't go. Uh, I believe it was set up at the same time as the the last Orphan Black panel. And uh, that is one of my larger fandoms, so uh, you know, had to make sacrifices. Unfortunately, probably shouldn't tell you this then. Um, so, Orphan Black films in the neighborhood in which I work, and a lot of the um, it, it's clones. That's the term, right? 
Yes. A lot of the clones' houses are places that I walk by on my commute to and from work every day. So it's very lucky of you. It is. Um, going to lunch one day with a bunch of coworkers, I walked past Tatiana Maslati before. I'm saying her name wrong, aren't I? That's uh, that's pretty close. Yeah, oh, butchering. I didn't know who she was, but I she was a very pretty lady, and she was in whatever one of she was very blonde at the time. I'm not sure if that was one of her her uh, her natural look or one of her clones looks. That's uh, one of the clones, yeah. So she was in that in front of the Thompson Hotel, and a bunch of us walked by, and she had like security guards all around her. So I I clearly knew that this girl was was popular and was something important, but at the time I had no idea who she was. And I was just kind of walking by. I'm like, okay, yep, pretty girl. And she's staring at us, waiting to be recognized. And none of us had the slightest idea who she was. And <laughs> now I feel terrible about that because, you know, I've, I've, I've seen some of her work. And, and I really do believe the little bit of Orphan Black that I've seen, you know, she's well-deserving of these Oscar, or these Emmy nominations that she's... Oh, she she is quite talented, yes. Mm-hmm. She plays, like, ten different roles on the show or... Something it, along those lines. Well, when you th- yeah, when, when you actually think about the um, you know the breadth of work that she does in any given episode, it's insane, absolutely oh, yeah. insane. And uh, so, I don't see too many famous people in my life, and it sucks when you find out um, that you walk right by one that was you know fairly famous you know within my city, and I was like, oh, I I, I can tell you're famous, but I don't know who you are. <laughs> I felt so bad. Yeah. I actually went to uh, the the Renaissance Fair this last year, and I went the weekend after the Game Grumps and the week before uh, Will Wheaton went. Oh. Like, Damn it. That sucks. Yeah. I've been, um, personally, I've been recently, um, and, and Tierlin was, is one of the people that got me into this. Um, I, I've been recently catching up on the Welcome to Night Vale podcasts. And uh, I had a few friends that listened to them and like, oh, you got to check it out. It's pretty neat. And I'm like, OK, you know, it sounds kind of weird. And then the first couple episodes, I'm listening to it and, and it's like, well, this is a little nonsensical, but um, I kind of like it. You know, it was just like one of those sort of I like its weirdness. And, and I, clearly that's the appeal of the show. And yeah. and uh, so I started listening and listening and listening. And all of a sudden I hear a voice come up and I'm like, I know that voice. I know, I know that voice. And it took me about 20 minutes into the episode to realize it was Will Wheaton. And I'm just like, oh, my God, that's Will Wheaton. Oh, my Lord, 20 minutes. Um, so he shows up as a character on Welcome to Night Vale. And I had no idea that this was a piece of work that he did. And, you know, they're, the guy that does the preamble, the, the one of the writers does, you know, we're getting this person, we're meeting up with this person, and we're doing a book tour, and we're doing these live shows, and Felicia is one of the people that they did a live show with, apparently, last Halloween in L.A. Oh, I wow. was like, oh, crap, I didn't even know about oh, that. Wow. So, uh, I didn't even know about that either. I'm a bit Right, so I mean... Have you guys gotten the Welcome to Night Vale book yet? I haven't read it yet. They're, it just got to the point where they're promoting it on the show. It had just been released. It, you know, that's where I am in, in the podcast, so... Um, I, I, I will have to read it after I'm, I'm done. Or maybe I should buy it now since I've caught up to the timeline in which it was released. Well, when Felicia's book was in the like two months out from being published, um, there was a, a free chapter sample book that was put out on iTunes. And it featured like the uh, introduction that Felicia writes in her book, but it also contained the first chapter 
of the Welcome to Night Vale book, but at the time, the Welcome to Night Vale book hadn't fully been edited. So in it, you have a raw chapter of the Welcome to Night Vale book. So if you want to read the raw chapter first, I think the book, this book is still available in, in the, the iTunes iBook store. It was something about 2015 books or um, best upcoming books, 15 or so, whatever. I can't remember. I'd have to look up my phone. No, it's, it's it's interesting. I mean, a lot of what they do is nonsense. Non, obviously, as I said, a little bit nonsensical, but that's fine. I mean, you got to get into the fantasy of it every once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Terrilyn, as the person Yo. who really pushed me over the edge to to read this, <laughs> um, what's your relationship with Welcome to the Night Vale? Honestly, the live shows are so much better. They came to Sydney in February. Right. And just the energy, like even um, Cecil, he's just so much more animated. Um, and oh, I, I can't even begin to explain it. They had this fantastic band uh, perform live as well for the weather. So instead of just having that one cutaway song, they played like a whole set. And it was really interactive as well because they get the audience to... Uh, sort of play with them because it was like a murder mystery that they did. Oh, and we exactly. have to find a random person in the audience and accuse them of being the murderer. And yeah, it really, um, it got me back into it because I hadn't listened for quite a while just because it's a time thing as well. And often I put it on late at night and I end up falling asleep because Cecil's got a really melodic kind of voice that puts it, me to sleep. It, it is a very relaxing voice. I mean, it's weird because it's one of those things that People used to tell me about my YouTube videos, like, you have a really relaxing voice. And mm. I'm like, oh, okay, not sure if that's good or not. But, um, you know, when when I'm listening to, to Cecil Baldwin speak, I'm like, yes, I get it now. It's just a very calm, reassuring voice. He was perfectly cast for, for the for the role. And um, it, it's, 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 it's hilarious hearing you saying that you went to one of the shows when I, they're, they're still promoting the shows where I am on the podcast. <laughs> so, like, I told you I we live went in the future. A, <laughs> yes, like we went, you do. Uh, I was like, we went through a lot to get to, you know, to get this tour. So I hope you guys appreciate it. And it sounds like it went over well. So that's good to know. But um, yeah, a lot of people cosplayed, which was so cool. I wish I'd thought to do that because I didn't think it was one of those things where you dress up. And see, this is the thing is I, a couple of years ago, uh, before I met uh, uh, Jesse uh, Winecheck, who was one of the local humans around Toronto, and uh, she she cosplayed to our local convention as I think like rather a reporter or somebody who you know had a reporting night welcome to Night Vale kind of costume and I've seen the costume and even now where I'm at the point where I should know what it is, I I don't I don't know so maybe it's is it a merchandising thing that would show what because for me it's just all I have is audio and their main logo and I mean yeah I think she had the main logo somewhere on her costume but uh, I don't know much about the the characters other than obviously that you know. You got Cecil, who's on the radio. You got, uh, uh, I, I was about to say the real names, um, Carlos, who's the scientist, who's got to be pretty. You know, <laughs> sort of he idea. He's adorable in real life. I, I wasn't expecting his face to match his voice, if that makes sense. He was gorgeous. Like, you know, like yummy, like good looking, like hello. You're talking to Blair. He has no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Hey, I have an imagination. No, oh, cut it out. I Come actually on. really like Desert Bluff. I'm a bit of a fan. Desert Bluffs? Ugh. Yeah. They're just getting the storyline as... now where 
where Night Vale's trying to throw Desert Bluffs a bone. <laughs> <laughs> I, have you listened to Welcome to Night Vale at all, Sean? Uh, off and on. Um, certainly not caught up to anything. Um, it, I found it interesting. Just I have so little time when it comes to watching kind of long or multiple episode sort of things. I, I'm lucky where I can just throw it on my phone and listen to it on my morning commute because I'm on a train. I don't drive. So it, it's very convenient for me to be able to do that. I usually listen to two on the way in and two on the way home. Um, that's, that's pretty much my commute time. So it's it's good. I mean, for a day, going through them at a fairly good pa- uh, path. I'm 70-something now. I think they're only doing the low 90s is where they're at now. So I'm almost caught yeah. yeah, Yeah, you're pretty close. I've been having the same issue with uh, with Critical Role. <laughs> oh, I it, yeah. They're like three-hour episodes. I'm like, I don't have time, but... It's like, I, so enjoyable. It's one of these things that, and I'm not volunteering Joey for this job because he has enough on his plate, but I wish somebody would do an abridged version of Critical Role. I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah, that would be that would be really interesting. We just talked about this. I have a book to write in a week. Where am I going to have time to take, what, 70 <laughs> freaking episodes of Critical Role and abridge all of them? As it is, I'm behind with Rise of the Tomb Raider. Like, do you think I have six arms and three heads or something? Like, what's wrong with you? I, I, I do I do believe I started with, I, I'm not putting this on Joey. I do believe those were my first words that came out. Oh, but you meant it. And in all psychology classes, we know this translates into, we want Joey to do it. Well, <laughs> let's speak to the expert, Sean. What is your yes. uh, field of expertise, if you will? Well, I'm actually a... Uh, uh, mental health nurse. I work uh, for uh, a acute care hospital, um, so typically patients are there for three to five days uh, for stabilization purposes. Um, an intake nurse, meaning when patients come, um, they sh- you know show up sort of off the street. I do a quick interview with them, do an assessment, then I call the doc to determine if they meet criteria, and if they do, then we set them up with uh, you know care. So. I'm going to really throw a wrench. Can you assess the three of us? Uh, I could try. I mean, don't don't be super serious about it, but have you fun. You would have to charge me okay? because I'm that complicated. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, for my particular job, uh, the main things we're concerned about are whether or not the patient is uh, suicidal, uh, homicidal, right. Or if they are just so caught up in the delusions and hallucinations that they can no longer take care of themselves uh, outside of a clinical setting. Right. So we do a pretty basic assessment. Uh, typically start off with medical health issues, determine that if there's no need to send them out. Because my facility is a standalone psych, so we can't do uh, certain procedures. You know, if the person start having a heart attack or anything, we could triage them, but then they got to go to an ER, you know? Right. Um, so then beyond that, we, you know, do background information. If they've had uh, any kind of psych history in the past, uh, if they're taking any medications. Uh, but when we break it down to the actual uh, mental health examination, it's things such as their posture, um, how they're talking, if they seem to be responding to internal stimuli, if they're kind of looking at various parts of the room, if they seem sort of anxious or uh, paranoid. And then we get into what they're actually saying. Because um, a lot of times, you know, they can say that they're not suicidal, but they have a flat affect, meaning that 
they're what they're saying the motions aren't matching their face the face is very kind of neutral expression so they're basically saying what they think you want to hear to get allow them to go I correct yeah yeah because yeah. um, you know, no one wants to be in a, in a in that sort of situation there's a lot of stigma still um, you know but on the flip side we'll have patients who'll come in and they're just want a room they'll you know be homeless or right um, you know, whatnot, and then they'll say that they're suicidal just so they have uh, a bed and some meals for a couple of days. So you have to kind of work on that, too. Although if someone comes up to you and says they're suicidal, you have to take them at face value. Right. Right. Better safe than sorry. Indeed. That's so interesting. I actually, it, it is an irrational fear. But you know how in Buffy and Charm there's that episode where they're imagining that they have magical powers and they slay vampires and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm imagining you do really deal with things like that. But sometimes I wonder, you know, could that be happening to me? What if I am making up this entire existence? What if I'm not really recording a podcast right now? I mean, really, how do you know? That's true. Uh, kind of have to be right with, with you know, what you understand is your place in the world. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there's always that that fear um, that you're so caught up in your delusions that you don't actually understand where you're at. It's like the that you know kind of meme that goes around with Batman, or what if he's actually in Arkham and all the villains right. are in you know whirlies yeah. and whatnot. I I I think even Elon Musk was quoted this week saying he, he's pretty sure that we're all plugged into the big computer program. Like this is one of the smartest mans on the planet. You know, mm. one of the most giving men on the planet. And he, he believes that we are in the Matrix, more or less. Yeah. A, a lot of scientists are saying that now, which kind of blows my mind because I've been saying it since I was about eight that I don't believe this is reality. Well, however you define reality, I think there's something more to it. Well, I mean, when you get right down to it all, we are just sort of consciousness um, in, you know, a human shell uh, yeah. But who knows really what's real and what isn't. It's just however we perceive the world around us. Yeah. Blows interesting, my mind. Interesting with, uh, with Elon Musk's comment. Uh, I remember playing, oh, what was it? I think it was Star Ocean 3 maybe, where one of the big reveals towards the end of the game is that you're actually, this whole world that you've been in is just a, a, a video game. Then you kind of break out into the real world beyond that. Very Truman Show. Yeah. Mm. The Truman Show is, is, I think, a very underrated movie because I think that is something that could very well happen in, in, our, in our world, that if, if someone really had the resources and, and desire to, to make it happen. I mean, not even necessarily to turn into a TV show, but even just an experiment to see. Social experiment, we drop this one person. Because sometimes that, that's the irrational fears, things that I have is that Somebody has irrationally dropped me into a scenario just to see how I react to certain <laughs> stimulus, and I, I, you know, it's just, it's odd because you sit there and you're like, well, so all of these people could be possibly hired actors that are just kind of walking around me, and you know, I mean, obviously, it, I I don't believe in it too strongly, but it's it's something that does cross my mind from time to time, and and yeah. when, and when I watch The Matrix, I kind of watch that going, you know, that kind of makes sense. Like if somebody wanted to enslave us. That would probably be the way that they would do it. They would use this as energy. 
Um, I don't See, know. See, I, I used to worry about the Truman Show as well, just sort of naturally you watch it and you go, that makes sense. You know, I think I'd be a boring TV show, but I think it makes sense. <laughs> no. But um, I think... funnily enough, though, they, they started all the reality shows after the Truman Show. You know what yes, I mean? There was I like do. this explosion of reality TV after that movie. I think when you get down to it with kind of paranoid thoughts, conspiracy, whatnot like that, you just have to ask yourself, what would be the point? What what, what do people gain by hiding that from you? Um, right. Like my stepdad, he's very into conspiracies. He, uh, you know, the world's flat, dome, whatnot, all that kind of stuff. And he watches a lot of YouTube videos and figures that that's proof. But in my head, I'm just like, well, what would be the point of them hiding the fact that the world's flat? They they gain nothing from it. And but you know, he doesn't really want to argue that. So, oh well. I wonder what where that would put Tyrlin if the world was flat. Are you literally down <laughs> under then? Or are you on the other side? <laughs> well, I'm technically <laughs> upside down now, aren't I? Well, That's so they true. tell us. Now, I actually have to ask this question. It's kind of silly. From the Australian perspective, are we the ones that are upside down? I would presume the answer is yes. Well, depends what your definition of upside down is. <laughs> I mean, we the the North American, and I'll and I'll use North American um, perspective as Australia is everything's backwards. They you know the toilet flushes mm. different direction. Da 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 da. Um, Our technology. <laughs> you, well, you know, you, you're talking to us on a podcast. You're not doing too bad. Um, but in general, do you look at North America and say, "Oh, you guys are so backwards when it comes to A, B, C, or D"? <laughs> No, honestly, I've never really thought about it because from Australia, though, you look at like North America and even Canada as like this really, you know, Hollywood driven kind of world. So everything always seems really glamorous. And from a... (laughs) (laughs) The snow is so glamorous. (laughs) It is. And even the accents, you go, wow, it's just so, it's so posh and so ooh la la to have like those fancy American accents. But... Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're going to do this. Um, top three favorite accents. You could start, Sean. Uh, well, my favorite's always been the Irish accent, but I think I'm yes. sort of biased on that. Uh, beyond that, Australian's great. And, ooh. Uh, you had to say that. No, I really <laughs> no. I have a lot of friends from Australia. Uh, throw a curveball. Let's go with Boston. Bostonian. How about you, Joey? Oh, very, very, very simple. It is the British accent, the German Mm -hmm. accent, and of course, none other than the Australian accent. Yep, I'm I'm British, Irish, and Australian. They're my three favorite. And you will get that from, I would say, 90% of most North Americans. We love your accent. It is, I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is. It just sounds amazing. (laughs) it's really bizarre because when you hear an australian accent on an american movie like um we're watching love it or list it vancouver i'm a bit addicted to that show but um there was one guy with an australian accent and it kind of pulls you out of the reality of the tv show while you're watching because you Mm. sort of go oh yeah everything's nice then you hear your own accent and you you've kind of taken aback because it doesn't sound natural like it shouldn't be on tv i know that sounds really weird but it's just because you don't really hear our accents anywhere else apart from when we're obviously talking to one another growing up my parents used to watch a british soap opera and there's really one that most people know coronation street and oh, yeah. you would turn that on on sunday morning 
and for years I didn't understand a single word anyone said. <laughs> and I tried. And they, my parents would laugh and I'd be like, what the? What? <laughs> sort of idea. And I eventually picked it up because association, you just eventually want to know what's being said. You know, and I've been around a lot more British people as I got into the workforce, but uh, uh, I, for the longest time, had no idea what they were saying. Um, yeah, that was the same even because uh, my boyfriend is English and he's lost a lot of his accent now. But when he first started, I, I, I did not know what he was saying. And we had a Japanese exchange student um, come to Australia for a week last week. And apparently they really, really struggle with the Australian accent because we talk very quickly. But I don't know if that's true. Do, do I no. talk quickly? or no. doesn't seem quick to me. Oh, okay, good. Not at all. I, uh, easy to follow. Because um, I figure if you guys have Gilmore Girls, then surely we don't really talk that fast in comparison. No, it's like Gilmore Girls and Dawson Creek, the two of them are just, they, they speak at lightning speed and the rest of the world speaks normally. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All the coffee. My cousin's been rewatching Gilmore Girls on uh, uh, the Netflix that it's on or something like that right now. Yeah, and, I'm uh, so excited for the reboot. Ah. <laughs> Every time she watches it, I'm just like, what, what is Lorelai saying? I'm not even sure right now. But <laughs> I can't even Lorelai right now. Yeah. All right, so um, let's, let's get into your geeky passions, shall we? Oh, um, so many of them. All right, well, throw some at us. What are some of your favorites? Well, um, huge into board games. Nice. Uh, that's, I completely blame Will Wheaton for that. Uh, tabletop sort of reignited my passion for it. I actually just bought five more uh, board games just Sweet. today, which is weird because I don't play them very often. Uh, it's just me. And then um, some, every once in a while I get my cousin and her fiancé. But uh, otherwise, they just sort of sit on my shelf looking pretty. Um, beyond that, though, a uh, lot of gaming, uh, video gaming, um, tabletop, like D&D, &D, that sort of thing. Uh, I watch a variety of comic book um, movies, TV shows. Beyond that, things like, uh, you know, Supernatural, um, Orphan Black, which we already mentioned. Uh, I read a lot of comics, read a lot of books in general, really. Um. What's your favorite What's, board game right now? I know it generally it changes, at least for me it does. Oh, it's definitely uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill. Oh, such a good game. Are you excited yeah. about the, uh, the the sequel coming out? I, I am so excited. It's uh, one of my favorite games. I love playing it. It's one of my favorites as well. When when I'm doing basic adventuring, uh, the character that plays Will or Weum, his name is Saker Alexander, he knows betrayal on house of the hill like the back of his hand like whenever something because you know it's it these, especially the scenarios are very involved as soon as the scenario is flipped he'll explain it to us in like five seconds or less or like nice. oh he goes just trust me on this i've been playing this game forever and i'm like okay I, I trust you and you know just it's so much cooler because i've i haven't played all 50 scenarios yet of the original yeah. game i think i've maybe even played just 10 of them but uh I I, it, I love that game, too. It's a game I don't get to play a lot, though, because you need to get that involved gamer in order to enjoy Betrayal on House of the Hill. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing is after a game to sort of do, like, a write-up of what happened um, mm. sort of in the voice of the characters. I, uh, I had a scenario where I was... Uh, this is the creepiest one I've had to do. I had to find a little girl and marry her. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> it is so creepy. So basically, I was Flash, and for those who don't know the game, he's the character who has the best speed in the game. Um, and, and the way the scenario plays out, and, you know, spoilers, if you don't want to know this, you can just kind of skip ahead. But you have to, as Flash, first of all, you have to go get an item, and then you have to go get the girl. And as soon as the item and the girl are in the same place, you marry her. So because I was Flash, I had the ability in one turn to do both of those things. <laughs> which, it, the very first turn, which pissed off the other players because it was just like, zoop, zoop, married, done. And they're like, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> like if I'm any other character in the game, that doesn't happen. If anyone else gets chosen as the traitor, that doesn't happen. It was just the perfect storm. But, um, yeah, that was a little creepy. I had to marry a little girl. That was, uh, that's, a, that's an odd scenario, yeah. It's a little weird. Um, how about video games? What's, what's your jam in that world? Uh, mostly uh, RPGs. Um, very you know, story, narrative, character-driven sort of games. Um, favorite being Suicoden 2. That's uh, always been my favorite. Uh, past that, yeah, you know, your Chrono Triggers, your Secret of Mana. It's a lot of JRPGs from back JRPGs, in the day. JRPGs, yeah, yeah. Um, then of course you have like Knights of the Old Republic, uh, a lot of the Blizzard, or oh, sorry, oh, um, yes. Bioware games. I think I'm going, uh, thinking going back to uh, to the news, the Star Wars MMO. I'm 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 wanting to dip my toe because it's rather that or Warcraft, and I know Joey wants me back into Warcraft. I have oh. a few friends that want me back into Warcraft. You know, the new expansion. I'm I'm back into Warcraft right now, though I always kind of peter out after a few months because I don't do the raiding or anything like that. So. Once the quest content's gone, it's like, yeah. eh, what am well, I doing? Well, that's the, that's the same thing. I've lost my my rating peers, if you will. Um, I'm sure I could find new ones if I really wanted to, but I also not sure if I want that time investment in my yeah. life. <laughs> well, a lot of WoW players are kind of irritated right now with Blizzard because with all of the new updates, anybody who has any kind of rating add-ons from Curse, they no longer work now. It will it will not tell you where to stand in a raid anymore, and half of the people are pissed off and half the people are happy because they see those add-ons as like cheating. And it's like I have some add-ons, like some for like you know, because I like the the added effects to the map, or if it tells me like how far away a dig site is, like those kinds of things. But if I'm going to be in a raid and I'm going to be investing some time with a bunch of people, um, yeah, I might want to know where I'm going to stand so I don't waste my time. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. in, in general, those those uh, things would break with every major patch anyway, and then whoever the developer is, it's up to them to see if they can get it out, you know, back out long, uh, quick enough. But with a major, like, has Legion dropped yet? Am I? Well, anybody who pre-ordered it right online, now. yeah. Okay. Anybody who pre-ordered it, they the Demon Hunters are available for anybody who pre-ordered. Um, and then there's the starting quest to go to the Broken Isles if you're at level 100 and you're not a Demon Hunter. Right. Um, so there's there's those things. They have the every the four hours there's a Demon Invasion, and right. those are fun. But three after now. a while, yeah. The, oh yeah, because the closer it gets to Legion, the the shorter intervals in between each invasion happens quicker. Okay. So, um, so so odds are when Legion comes out, it'll probably be a couple weeks. And if the, the developers are still playing the game, they'll usually get those out. But for Raiders in particular, that time gap is, is horrendous. Because I'm like you. I actually really liked playing with, with add-ons. 
Like I did, it's not like I did anything that made me like one shot kill things. It was just, you know, if I'm a healer, I want to see an add on that properly displayed when I needed to heal people. You know, when I'm a, you know, when I was a hunter, I want to be able to, to maximize my DPS. So it was, I really enjoyed add ons. And when my favorite add ons broke, I was, I almost didn't want to play until they fixed them. <laughs> so I get that, I think. Well, luckily, I mean, at, at least in terms of the boss fights, um, all the, well, the majority of the ones are on. You can watch the fights on like YouTube with like Fat Boss Gaming, that sort of thing. Right. Uh, so at least you get an idea of what's going to go on in the fight. Plus, with the Dungeon Journal, it should help you know vague idea of where to go. But yeah, wiping a lot because people aren't you know moving properly or if they're standing in the fire, it just drains you. Yep, yep. I mean, I do miss it, but I also don't in the same breath. It's 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 a weird thing. And I, people have often told me, like, why, why did you stop? And I'm like, because it's the best game I've ever played. And they look at me like I have three heads. And I'm like, well, no, no, seriously, that's the reason why I stopped playing. <laughs> because I always want to play the game when I'm playing it. I've been big into Overwatch lately. Oh, yes, that is probably the one I'm so playing fun. the most. Yeah. Did you uh, did you see the tournament that the team Human did? I was in the tournament. The team. Hooman oh, did. what team? What what team were you on? Uh, what team was I on? I was kind of like a last minute replacement. Uh, was it Team Mimic Team? Face? I was on um, uh, Delvin's team. Uh, if you it was him. Team Mimic Team Face, I believe they were the ones that kept going out with everybody that's the same character. Uh, yes, yes, that that was us. We we decided that we were going to lose, so why not have fun? You guys uh, were frigging awesome. I loved that. Thank you. I think you did it the first time we were playing you, um, and I just we started laughing as a team. Like this is awesome. <laughs> it was just like you know what we were we were we were far enough ahead to know that you know this was probably going to be a win for us. But when you guys all just started doing that, I'm like, oh, they're having fun with it. Perfect. Exactly. You know, we, we had to have our um, our pizzazz. I believe is what we were calling it. Yeah, a buddy of mine, uh, Ricky McChrystal, was on that team, and he's like, "Dude, it was just awesome." And the Braveheart speech, apparently, that one yeah, of your yes. teammates gave was 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 beyond epic. <laughs> it was so much fun. That's awesome. No, I I like I like Overwatch as well. Um, but uh, I'm thinking I need to get into something a little bit more involved. I, I'm I'm thinking to finally try Mass Effect. Oh, I think I'm the last one on the planet to to try the game, but I think I'm going to start with the original. Uh, the original. I actually haven't played either. Oh, no? Terrell, start with me. Start with me. Okay, okay. Okay, cool. Joey, Mass start with me. a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm told it's a very good game. I mean, there a lot of people are like, well, you might not like the original. You'll probably like two. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm a, I, I like to do them all in order. Even if it sucks, I want to do you know, it. That's One's a great game. It, there's a lot of kind of fiddliness, like with the inventory. Uh, you're basically just destroying a lot of things because you don't you get so much like every time you kill you know an enemy you get like 14 different armors and you're almost always full of inventory and you don't need that much money because once you get to like the end seven items you pretty much have the best gear in the game other than a few drops but uh it is a lot of fun um snipers are great uh that's the that's how I wanted to go. I, I watched Erika Ishii, our last guest, uh, go through it because she was playing it for the first time and then she was trying to decide she wanted to do it, and I'm like oh I want to do sniper. Yeah, sniper's great. I, I sometimes I'll play as a soldier just to have the various, you know, the best armor and the various um, weapon skills. But even then, you know, if I'm long range, I'll just pull out the sniper rifle. Even if I don't have a lot of points into it, you can kind of time it right as the 
rec you know, the reticles flying all over the place every time you shoot, uh, you can still get the shots in. Mr. Joey. Mr. Beverage. Do you have a list of rapid-fire questions ready for comrades, oh. Sean? Yes, Mr. The plans. <laughs> <laughs> have at it, my friend. All right, Sean, you ready for the rapid-fire? As I'll ever be. All right, we're going to start off really easy, and then we're going to work up to some very complicated algorithmic-type answer questions. All right, here we 42. go. 42. That's the answer to everything. Damn All right. It. Favorite color? Blue. Favorite food? Pizza. Okay, long story short, I had to go gluten-free because I discovered that it y y later in life you can develop an a gluten allergy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like and Silly I don't. I haven't been officially tested yet, but every time I've had even just a little bit of bread, a few hours later, I'm dying in agony. <laughs> so I, unless I get a gluten-free crust, which is like costs an arm and a leg to get, I can't have pizza anymore, and it sucks. That is so unfortunate. Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Terrell and I will have to exchange recipes. Yes. All right. A phrase that you use that is just so you. I use no worries a lot. Hmm. Yeah. Um, whenever someone says something, I'm like, oh, no worries, man. That's just sort of me, I guess. What is the last book that you read? The last book that I read was, uh, oh, what's that one called? It's uh, book two of the Spear Wielder's Tale, um, which I can't remember the actual title of it. Uh, it's a... Uh, R.A. Salvatore novel. Okay. I have a few, but I don't have the Spear Wilders. Uh, the first one's Woods Out Back. It's pretty good. It's about a uh, you know regular dude who gets transported into uh, kind of the world of fairy, and he has to go on a quest. Sounds neat. Hmm? What is your spirit animal? Hmm. Well, I guess we'll just have to go with raccoon. Always a good answer. Yeah. It's not a bad answer at <laughs> all. Now, if you had said Quokka, I would have been like, go find Erica. Ah, <laughs> uh, they're so that, cute. They, that really might be everyone else's answer moving forward, because those things. <laughs> they are adorable. All right. Do you have any phobias? Well, I do have, uh, uh, I'm afraid of heights. Um, ridiculously so. I don't even like to get on stepping stools or anything like that. Not so much the heights that bother me, it's the the falling, uh, you know, the abrupt end to it all. Favorite TV show of all time? Firefly. I feel like the... You know what? That's a really good one. <laughs> uh, okay. What is the title of a book about your life called? Um... I have no idea, but we'll go with Random Ramblings of a Raving Man. Just for the alliteration. What is your worst habit? I am very lazy. Very lazy. Um, I like to just sort of sit and veg quite a bit, so it's hard to get my uh, motivation up for things. What song would be considered your current theme song? 
current theme song. I often like to go with uh, Win in the End, which was from oh, uh, Team Wolf, the first Teen Wolf movie. It was one of the themes from that. Win in the End. The song, mm-hmm. the basketball, when they were playing basketball? That's yeah, all? yeah. Oh, oh, now I need to look this up. Keep going, Joey. <laughs> Honestly, because it's been so long since I saw the movie, the first thing that popped in my head was the TV show and the intro theme. And I'm like, that has no lyrics <laughs> to it. <laughs> I'm like, I love the intro, but there's no lyrics. What is he talking about? I'm I'm 32, so. Well, I'm 30. Fabulous. We'll just go with that. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually only 31, so ah. I'm like right up behind you anyway. Still beating you. Win in the End by Mark Safin. Yes, that is it. All right. What was the last DVD or Blu-ray that you purchased? Um, Let's see. Last one was probably Deadpool, actually. Oh, great you movie. Know, I still have yet to see that movie. Oh, it's oh, so Joey. good. Joey, you must watch this. Of course I must watch this, but there's a lot of things I must watch, and yeah. there's a lot of things I have to do. I just don't have enough time. If you get me a TARDIS, I will do it all. <laughs> He's so busy. How's your book coming? <laughs> Stop giving him things to do. <laughs> Bite me, Blair. Bite me wicked hard. Wicked hard. He went all Maine on my ass. I am from Maine, where we like to illuminate the hardware in the kitchen. It's the one light in the house that stays on at the, at, when you go to bed. Well, that way you know it's there, right? Exactly. All right. What book do you wish was turned into a movie? Oh, uh, I have two. Um, either mm. the Dresden Files novels, which are some of my yeah, favorite book good. series. And beyond that, I think they'd do really well if they made a, a live-action Chronicles of Prydain um, series. You know, it could be the next Harry Potter. Now, I know that the Dresden Files had a six-episode short-lived series on sci-fi. They did. Um, it was in- entertaining, although a lot of the various yeah, things were different. The concern books, I have so. about the Wheel of Time adaptation is, I mean, it could be amazing. Yeah. Or it could be horrible. Well, that's that's what happened when Disney originally made um, yeah. like the Black Cauldron. It's so different from the actual book. They merged, you know, books one and two together. But I think if they did, you know, an actual adaptation of um, Lloyd Alexander's work, I think it'd be a really good series. I can't wait for the new Lemony Snicket series on Netflix. I might have mentioned it before because the movie combined three books and completely changed yeah. the ending. So it doesn't, it, it didn't really do it justice to Although the books. I- Sorry, Blair, what were you saying? The one Disney movie out of all of them that I don't like is The Black Cauldron. Yeah. It's I like Gurgi. I like Gurgi. I haven't Gergie. seen it yet. It's just it's a really dark. It's it's that Disney movie that does not have the Disney ending. Oh, no. Really dark. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I mean, the book, no. the book no. is Blasphemy. pretty dark, too, although they change, you know, certain aspects of who... Like if you've seen it, you know, the who actually goes into the cauldron, they change that for oh, the book. Okay. Okay. Um, the book has more of a kind of bad guy sacrifices himself sort of thing. But uh, okay. But you know, speaking of Lemony Snicket's, um, I actually really enjoy pretending to be a dinosaur, like in that movie. <laughs> yes, me too. It's a fun little thing to do. He does it so well with the Harry High pants <laughs> and the. <laughs> All right, time for a very, very hard question. Okay. And you have no lifelines. <sighs> if you could be a member 
of NSYNC, oh, who would you be? God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. Was that the one Timberlake was yep. in? I, yep. Yeah, I, I guess you'd have to... Well, I'd have to choose Justin just because he's the most successful member. Um, His life's pretty good. Yeah, I think he's doing pretty well for himself. He works damn hard, too, so... And he doesn't have he doesn't have ramen hair anymore, so that's good. <laughs> and he's bringing sexy back, so yes, you know you can't indeed. leave. Indeed. <laughs> well, you're lucky because the the way that the flashcard came up, it, if you had gotten the next one, I would have asked you what member of Hanson were you. So, oh. you, and where you had no uh, lifelines, you would have failed. I can already tell you yeah, that now. I, I don't remember any of their names. No. Nope. No. The, <laughs> The oldest brother. If you actually listened to Mbop, it's a really depressing song. It is. Yeah, because I can't understand a word that kid is saying. I love that song, but it's yeah. all about growing up alone and divorce, and it's really deep. Yeah, if you actually, or just like uh, Outkast's uh, Hey Ya, yeah, the lyrics yeah. are actually pretty pretty dark. Yeah. Or the, I really like that, how they can mess with you, where it sounds like it's boppy and fun. but Smashing Pumpkins, today is the greatest. Not what it sounds like. Yeah. Tyrell and Puxty's mask. Oh, Tyrell and Puxty's mask. <laughs> yeah, have you heard of this Tyrell and Puxty girl and the, her her mask song? No, I have no idea who that is. Uh, Jean Claude always makes fun of me because I say mask obviously instead of mask. Oh, whatever. And every time he spells it, no, it's really funny. He spells it M. A H S K for mask. Mask. That <laughs> sounds more official. Mask. Yeah. A mask. A vase. Are you guys aware of the rewrite to Umbop? No. No. Just no. What? It goes okay. The the lyrics go, Umbop dipping dots on Roombas. Photoshop some Goombas. It's not a Tuma. Yeah, yeah. I I saw that somewhere. Oh. I. Where, I don't know, but I did see that song. I want a fully fleshed version of that song because that was amazing. I loved that meme. It's not a Puma. Blair, I swear to God. Well, you know what? Now I can taunt you as well because I have a Pikachu now. Oh, no. That's right. That's right. You caught it. I saw that. Yeah. At the petrol station. (laughs) That's okay because there is an app that it only shows you where... Pokemon have been sighted, not their spawning points, just where they've been sighted. It's called Pokecrew. It had an update like two days ago. And I know one that's relatively nearby within walking distance of where I could try to find one. And one of these days, I'm just going to sit there the entire day and wait. Well, I, I can I can attest to this because I, I, I'm very fortunate. My workplace, there's a little parkette across the street from it, is a Pikachu nest. That once a day a Pikachu spawns. Um, now I don't always catch it because I'm working, but um, it, it does happen. So if you have a day to write off and you know a, a spawn point for something, odds are with you. Me, I'm never gonna have a day off. Not until this book is done. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're speaking French. You could go and write at the the spawn point. Je parle un petit peu. Oh, smart. My laptop battery ain't gonna last that long. <laughs> Je parle français. May we? Uh, Trainer Jody's episode is <laughs> somewhere in <laughs> iTunes. Yes. Taylor trying to speak French was the best. 
<laughs> like in the back of your throat, Tyrion. <laughs> Felt like I was gonna bring up a fur ball every time I tried. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, sorry, Joey. All right, so certainly last, but certainly not least in any sense of the way, how awesome is Toronto Gal? I've never actually met her, but in the brief interactions we've had on Twitter and whatnot, she is super awesome, like the most awesome. So you know nobody's actually met her, so it's always just been interactions via social media. Very few interactions at that, though. Fair enough. As time goes on, but the more, more I have, the better they are. All right, Terilyn, take us into the suggestion section. The suggestion section. All right, I love facts. I love weird facts. So I thought we would have a quick game of fact or fiction, where All I'm right. going to state a fact or fiction, and you have to tell me if it's true or not. Okay, number one. Cracking your knuckles will give you arthritis. That is Fact or fiction? Fiction. Fiction. Thank you. Mm. Blair, are you on board? I'll go with fact just to be different. Yeah, well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the cracking sound is just um, like gas bubbles right. being released yep. in it. It will not give you arthritis. Um, okay. Uh, are people with blue eyes have a higher alcohol tolerance? Fiction. I'll go fiction as well. And I'll be different and I'll say fact. They say it's fact. They still have to do uh, a few more tests for conclusive proof. But at this point, they're saying that there's some sort of mutation in the gene and people with blue eyes do have a higher alcohol tolerance. Call bullshit on that. And my eyes are nearly, <laughs> no, my eyes are nearly black and like I only need to have like a sip and I feel like I'm drunk as a skunk. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Blair on this too. Like, okay, long story short, my sister on her 21st birthday is the only time she ever had alcohol. And then let me tell you what, she has blue eyes. And by 1.30 in the morning when she was calling my parents, like, Dad, Mom, I don't feel good. And, of course, my dad, he's being a jerk. Like, don't worry, kiddo, I'll make you some runny eggs and toast Aww. in the morning. We'll have some warm Aww. milk too. And, of course, she's going off in the background. Like, no, you're so mean. It's, and I'm like, yeah, no. And no, 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 I'm calling, I'm calling bullshit on this one. Well, obviously, there's going to be other factors that play a, po uh, you know, play a, a role in it. But uh, yeah. yeah, genetics yeah. and whatnot. Exactly. Okay. Uh, the more a swimming pool smells of chlorine, the dirtier it is. I'm going fact on this one because of an experience that I've had. Oh, oh, you have to share in a second. Uh, you know what? Just because I'm going to jump on the bandwagon and go with fact, too. Yeah, I'll say mm -hmm. fact as well, actually. Yeah, it is. It's something to do with urine interacts with the chlorine, and it uh, yeah, smells pretty bad. So I worked in an amusement park, and my wife was the uh, manager of the water park. And I remember specifically saying that she used to talk about how, you know, the pool has got really high chlorine content in it and I go well when I'm here in the morning I don't smell it but by the end of the day it's like it, it just it's burning through my nose and she's like yeah that's what happened when it interacts with piss 
And I was just like, oh, yeah. God, no. <laughs> That's disgusting. Traumatized. It's always uh, when I go on holiday and they have those indoor heated pools. Mm-hmm. I always wondered why they stunk. And I thought maybe it was because it was a heated pool. But uh, you know. no, found out recently. Yes, I'm really glad I never went swimming. Knowing is half the battle. <laughs> yeah. Your nipples are the same color as your lips and don't check. Oh, come on. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, fact now that I think about yeah. it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually gonna go with fact. I'm I'm thinking back to a certain YouTuber right now. I'm gonna go with fact. <laughs> that's a weird. Yeah, that's a story weird, too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll go with fact as well. I guess. Yeah, let's go with unison on this one and say fact. Well, they say it's actually fiction. Oh, oh. boring. <laughs> that would have been a cool fact. I, I reckon for some people it's true, but um. I mean, you'd have to check. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's it true. You have to check all the people. Okay, so I'll try to keep this as PG-13 as possible, but uh, a very popular drag queen slash YouTuber known as yeah. Willem um, talks about color matching a certain area Ola, of <laughs> your body to your lip color because that is the most nude color that you could actually ever find. And I was thinking, okay, Maybe so, but then I was thinking, well, maybe the the nipples would work too. And now that I think about it, no, that's why he says it the <laughs> other way. <laughs> All right, my uh, last fact slash slash fiction is: babies can drink and breathe at the same time, but adults can't. I can. You can drink and breathe at the same time. I do. Seriously? Yeah, I do I that too. My nose while I drink. How do you do, like, as you're swallowing? Hmm. Yeah. How? It freaks people out because I make a funny noise, but I do it all the time. You must be wizards. Uh, They're probably wizards. I, am, I, I might be a wizard. I don't know. I got, my be- powers haven't come in yet, though. <laughs> you're still waiting for your letter from Hogwarts. <laughs> I'm waiting for my letter. God damn it to Orlando, Florida. I want to go. Do- well, I guess if people are saying it's they can do it, it'll have to be a... Uh... Fiction then, well, right? Well, it is fact. It's I can't remember the uh, the actual term for it, but there's something um, extra it's your that a baby has. It's a po- yeah, yeah, it's like a yeah, little flap thing there. Yeah, it, it's you're not supposed to, and it's it's a anti-drowning. Um, the epiglottis. Yeah, the it's epi- an anti-drowning mechanism. That's it's it's supposed to be able to do it. I find if I breathe in deeply, though, I'm able to do it. Like I I don't breathe normally. It's it's an exaggerated breathing, but I can do it. So you've evolved to keep it. That might it. be part fish, maybe. I don't know. Is this how mermaids Shit. start? Like, will we have mermaids one day? I want to be a merman. I can swim to Australia then. Yes. The only reason I wouldn't want to be a mermaid is because you have to wear the shells. Like, I'd want a proper outfit. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be very uncomfortable. It would be. Hey, I don't man. know how they get them to Don't stick. knock the shells till you try the shells, okay? <laughs> You have no idea. Oh. Every time people mention shells, I think of Demolition yep. Man. And the three seashells. <laughs> yeah. They never explained it. That's the worst part about that. It's, it's never explained. He doesn't get the seashells. Like, no, neither do any of us watching. <laughs> Explain the seashells, goddammit. Anyway. Okay, so let's get to our promotions. Sean, you uh, you, you yes. got something in common with our, our Australian. You you both kind of wandered into the Ink Shares contest. Ooh. 
this is actually the second time I've wandered in the Ink Shares contest, in fact. Awesome. Excellent. Please tell, tell us. Yeah, tell us about your book. Uh, well, the one I'm currently doing for the fantasy contest, it's uh, called Starfire Requiem. It's actually based on a, uh, a D&D um, session that me and my friends had. Uh, you know, the, the, it follows a kind of sorcerer named uh, Zan, and he is a bounty hunter by trade. Mm -hmm. And uh, he gets involved in kind of a conspiracy sort of thing um, as he's tasked with hunting down a uh, supposed traitor. I haven't gotten too far into it, but, uh, you know, something I'm working on. Very cool. Very nice. Anything else that uh, you want to plug or... Uh, yes, I see uh, something else here. Here, ooh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, the library bards. Yeah, yeah. Please tell us about the library bards. Yeah, they're a um, parody band. Uh, they do kind of nerdy parody stuff. Uh, I've follow them. I've followed been following them for quite a while actually. Uh, one of the members, Xander, he was on season two of King of the Nerds. Oh yeah. If you ever yeah. watched that, mm -hmm. and then uh, the other Bonnie Gordon, she was on uh, the Quest. But uh, so they kind of came together and they do, you know, various songs. They play at all the cons. They actually were at Comic-Con. They had a, uh, an autograph booth. Uh, right now they're, I think, at Wizard World in Chicago. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're a great little band. Um, they have a Patreon and whatnot that uh, I try to help them out with. Um, a lot of great content. You can check them out on YouTube probably. Cool. I'll look for them at our big convention that's here in a couple of weeks. Maybe they'll be up my way. Most likely, Hopefully. probably in Dragon Con, to be honest, but they might be up my way. Yeah, they go to quite a few of them. All right, Mr. Couture, regale us with your awesomeness. All right, well, people can find me on Twitter at Joey Couture underscore. You can also uh, follow me on Twitch, which may become a regular thing in the future. I'm not entirely sure yet, but... Um, while we while we were recording this, uh, it was the previous day that I dubbed August twenty first as the official uh, Toronto Gal Celebration mm -hmm. Day. So we did a three hour Twitch stream playing uh, old school Nintendo. It was very eighties themed Exciting. and whatnot. Um, oh, it was a blast! And Toronto Gal was there the entire time. We were, we were playing uh, Super Mario three. And anytime that you would go to like the little mushroom hut and you could open up one of three chests, uh, Toronto Gal, she would choose it. But then it was kind of like the frog suit curse kept hitting everybody <laughs> because it w we would pass it along and we would have one good open chest and then everything else would become a frog suit that they would choose. So it just kept becoming like this weird like curse that just kept passing on to everybody. Um, so you can follow me on Twitch, uh, Joey Couture, all one word, of course, there. And... You can also find me in the Team Human Facebook group. I'm on YouTube. My channel is Joey Couture as well there. Um, I know I'm behind on Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, there was a situation with Episode 4 where I made a really stupid move and ended up saving over the project file oh, um, no. with a blank slate. Oh, my. And... I have to. I actually only really have to edit the first half of the episode, but it, it's it's the motivation to go back and to redo the whole thing over again. So it's kind of like uh, I don't want to do you, um, but I do plan to continue the rest of those as well. Um, and I'm also really pushing out my book now. I have basically a week to get it out so I can get it over to an editor. 
I have five people who would potentially be up for the task of editing Ooh. this thing, but I have to literally pound it out. And I actually, there's actually, I have to find it again because I saved it as a PDF. There is, okay, everybody knows what NaNoWriMo is, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. Well, there was an article where a guy says, oh, well, you all know about NaNoWriMo Month. How about a NaNoWriMo Weekend where you actually write the book in three days instead of a month? So my only problem is right now is I actually don't have any names assigned for any of these characters. I know what everybody's doing in it. I know where the plot line is going, how it starts, and how it finishes. I just haven't given anybody character names yet. That's the only problem that's holding me back Have you thought of using Sean? (laughs) Uh, Well, okay, so I'm going to spoil a little bit here. Uh, This is a historical, supernatural fantasy romance. So Sean still works? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's based in Japan. It's it's Mm. Japanese. Sean-san-esque, maybe? (laughs) Sean-san. Go with um, Kuromaru. Miho. Sure. I have Go a friend in Japan who's uh, called Miho. Uh, Kimiko. I, I grew up with the one of my best friends growing up's name was Hung, and he was uh, he was Vietnamese, so he, we always got a kick out of people hearing his name for the first time. People don't believe that my last name is my actual last name either. They think that that's hilarious. But um, no, so I've I'm giving myself a week to pound out a book. I had the the first three chapters written out but i'm i'm scrapping them because they weren't they're not conducive to where i really figured out where the plot line was going to go so i am actually scrapping them all together which in some cases people will be like no don't do that well no i would actually have to rewrite the whole three chapters over again anyway so i'm just scrapping them and then starting over from fresh my goal for the first draft is to have at least sixty thousand words and <laughs> my housemate kind of laughed at me. She was like, you're going to be insane by the time it's done. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, probably, but I can write a 2,500 word essay in under an hour. So I think I can pound this out. <laughs> All right. Tierlin, what's going on down under? Down under. Uh, not a lot because I'm stressing about my uh, concert coming up, but um, I, you probably saw my post on Team Human. I thought it might be a bit of a fun idea to see it'd be tricky to organize but maybe we could put together like a human video clip or write a song together i don't That'd know it was just one of those I ideas like that idea. just hit me yeah so i think it's a cool idea but it will be very hard to uh yeah put it all together but if you go to uh human music it's a little facebook group there and at the moment we're just throwing around ideas putting together some rhymes uh just trying to capture the human spirit and see if we can put it into a song. And, uh, yeah, take it from there. I think it will be a long-winded project. But if anyone wants to get involved, if anyone can edit or write music or can sing or anything like that, please, uh, yeah, get involved because we'd love to have as many people as possible. Um, There's also there's the Honey Roast, which we finally got up and going a little bit more. We've had a couple of um, posts. And it's I've got to say, it's, it's been really lovely. I had a couple of my friends, I invited them in and they started commenting on people's pictures that they've never seen. And they, they, they kind of wrote me privately like, this is a really sweet idea. I'm like, it's my friend Terrilyn's idea, 100%. So they really appreciated it. No, it was really lovely. So I'm so pleased it started up and thank you for inviting all your friends. So for those who haven't joined the Honey Roast yet, please do because, um, yeah, it's, it's a very sweet little, little concept, I think. It definitely made my day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and other than that, uh, Broken Doll, Shattered Girls, you know, the usual plugging. Um, or if you want to go into Ink Shares, I have a book called Dax and Divender that I would love to get published by Geek and Sundry. I know I won't, but give it a go anyway. And um, I think I've plugged myself enough. <laughs> How about the Australian <laughs> Independent Music Awards? Yeah, there's that as well. Um, so I will find out this Friday if I'm officially nominated. So if you go to Music Oz, uh, you just go to my uh, profile. I'm currently listed number 17 out of thousands of entrants. And if you get to number oh. one, you win the People's Choice Award, which would be amazing because it's televised and it's walking the red carpet and everything like that. So if you have two seconds to spare, you can vote for me every day and um, it'd be really appreciated. <laughs> There you go, humans. Task. Now, definitely. you Let's also a have a that. con appearance coming up, don't you? Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. that is what... <laughs> Come oh, on, Dylan. going. Um, the 10th of September, I will be hosting my very own panel, my first ever at uh, yeah, Sydney Comic Con. So I'm very excited. It will be at 10 a.m. They've officially got me scheduled in. And um, my panel is called Listening to the Voices in Your Head. And I haven't written oh. anything yet, so I'm just going to wing it. <laughs> <laughs> just have fun with it take ryan's advice just have fun with yeah, it be appreciative exactly. of the people that are coming <laughs> all right my name is blair beverage you can find me on all the socials under the name blair beverage uh, you could also find me playing the goblin shaman on basic adventuring 101 you can find us on youtube under the youtube channel cake golem productions or on the interwebs under basicadventuring101.com um the season we have one more show left i believe we're doing a live stream on thursday night to kind of gap between now and the new show the last episode there's just, they're just cleaning it up and doing some editing for it so we are putting these live streams up for the ability to interact with you guys i'm not quite sure if this episode will be out in time maybe maybe not but if it is by thursday um please join us and ask whatever questions you want i actually will be on this live stream uh, with uh, Chloe, who plays uh, Abigail slash Tasha, um, and Liz, who is our writer, and I don't remember, maybe Brad. I think Brad might be on there, who plays Ranger. I, 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 I'm terrible. I should know this. but um, Probably Brad. There you go. Hopefully Brad. Brad's a cool dude. Brad's the guy that, you know, he looks like the old withered dude in the episode, but he's actually about 15 years younger than me. Just great makeup. Absolutely great makeup by our makeup artist. But uh, yeah, please check us out and check out the show. The show's premise is about a person who is being brought into LARPing for the very first time um, and her interactions with it. We have a very neat mechanic where we see people in-game, like in their own headcanon where they think they're super badass and everyone around them is super badass. And then kind of the reality of what it looks like where it's out of game and we can see the GM and, and, and all the other stuff going on and the makeup isn't so good like if you you see my character in and out of makeup it's night and day um, it's actually quite funny to see me out of makeup it's so bad <laughs> but, um, but but that's kind of the uh, realities that, that LARPer players uh, have is that their headcanon versus you know what their eyes are telling them are two very different things and it's a great introduction to anyone who'd be interested in the LARPing medium and and to break down those 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 barriers that are surrounding LARP because you know LARP is still kind of that red-headed stepchild within the geek community which is sad because this is supposed to be an inclusive community where um, nobody's ostracized regardless of what they love about it so Give it a go. Give it a watch. I, uh, I think you guys will be impressed as I am. I was a fan before I was part of the show. So, But that's it for us, guys. We've, we've put number 21 in the can. 
It feels good, doesn't right. it? Right. I want to thank Sean for joining us here. He's been an absolutely outstanding guest. Uh, thank you for having me, Sean. You have a Twitter. I don't not sure if you mentioned that earlier. If you did, I'm, I'm sorry. I, it's uh, yeah at s p o l a r k i n s p o Larkin. Um, that's where you'll find me on Twitter. On Facebook, I'm just under Sean Larkin. I'm mostly in the uh, the Team Human uh, Facebook group. Uh, if you see me on Twitch, which is rarely, but it's Rune Knight 13, um, sometimes lurking in the chats. I have seen you in the chats. When I saw the name, I'm like, I know that name. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think you've been an awesome dude. I loved hearing your your uh, kind of the peek behind the curtain of the mental health stuff. Um, it's something oh. that is, you know, I'm, this, this community is very good about keeping a good eye on it, and and I'm and uh, I think you did a great job explaining the process really well. So I want to thank you for that. Oh. Thank you. And if you know if any of the humans out there have any questions or anything like that, you know, feel free to drop me a line. I'm more than welcome to um, ha answer any kind of questions or offer any advice, any advice, or just you know, just listen to any problems anyone might have. I think that's an awesome thing to do for this community. Thank you very much for that. No problem. Okay, so that's us done, guys. Ready? On three. One, two, three. I knew Hi. that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd try it to see if, you know, perhaps we were in some... No, no, okay. Yeah, All right, guys, no. take care. <laughs>